This is Tom from Two Toms Brewing Company, and you're listening to Out Here Having a Pint. Ten, nine, ignition sequence starts. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. That's one small step for man, one giant hop for out here having a pint. Hey, you little crack beard nerds, welcome to Out Here Having a Pint. I am your host, Kevin, and with me today, as always, right across from me, usually you're like to the left of me. Right across from me is Kelsey. Hey, Kelsey, how's it going? It's going great. How about you? Oh, um, how was how did last night go? For you? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Do you remember? Uh, kinda. You know what? So I'm going to. Uh, I will uh, stand corrected. We did buy a lot of the 450 North uh, beers uh, on Thursday. I ordered them, and then Friday we picked them up. They do have more than two percent alcohol by volume in those cans now. Hmm. Hmm. Prove it. Uh, well, I got because I, I got pretty. Um, I wish I could, but it's t- not on the can. I did get pretty exactly. So, it was so like you picked them up. Yeah, yeah, well, no, I didn't pick them up. Oh, Kelsey, yeah. Tom's calling you out. Oh, I know, Kelsey. Yeah, Kelsey did pick them up. Uh, thank you, Kelsey, for picking them up. You waited over an hour to pick those up for sure. But XLs, man, I don't even. They didn't have an ABV on there. I wasn't sure what they were. I don't know if I was like drinking a two percent and six percent and eight or eight or ten percent so but i will say i did get a little bit of a intoxicated a little bit you didn't even know how to eat a potato chip by the time you went to bed <laughs> that's right you that's did rough. take away my potato chips I and took hot his dog plate away yeah she fixed me a hot dog and potato chip and she took it away um oh before yeah so <laughs> nobody knows who we're talking to so to my oh, okay i'm gonna start off to my left so to my left we have uh, good old mckinley hey yeah. mckinley it's in the house. Yeah, oh, hey. Yeah, I had, to, I had to raise up that volume. Yeah. <laughs> the crowd wasn't so excited. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah, no, yeah they, they're, they're used to you already. We've well, already we been drunk already. You know, right. so yeah. They're a little slow like a, to react. So McKinley response. Yeah, McKinley from the uh, Cinco. We're back at the uh, at the home spot. Yeah, live at home base here at the Cinco. Oh yeah, and then um, right across from you, McKinley. Who do you, who do you, who do we have? Oh, and to my right, and we have Tom Carpenter. Woohoo! Tom's in the house. Yeah, the, crowd's and, getting, the crowd's getting better now. There it is go. getting better. It's getting more hyped yeah, around. They, they like two Toms better than you know McKinley. Right, well, you, you're, you're, gonna, you're gonna have to pull, gonna have to pull them reason. back in. You're gonna have to pull them back in. Yeah. <laughs> So yes, we have uh, Tom's from uh, from Two Toms Brewing today out of uh, Fort Wayne, Indiana, and um, along with his wife Stacy. And it's your birthday. It is my birthday. Happy yes. birthday! Woo! Yeah. Happy, Happy birthday! Man, what a birthday! Should we sing? Beautiful. We think we should be happy. Bir- okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't think it goes. I, don't, I can't sing. Can you sing? I, mean, I can. I can carry it tune sometimes. Mm, but, we can, but we can like grab the mandolin and the guitar. We can do a little bluegrass picking. And, uh, I don't do mandolins. Um, I can do like the spoons. That'd be cool. I can't even do the spoons either. Oh. I can beatbox. Okay. I can. Yeah, you beatbox? Happy birthday! No, I'm just gonna beatbox and you and you do uh, the happy no, birthday. Okay, we'll work on that. That's later. pretty cool. Yeah. I think we should do that. Right, we'll right. splice that in. We gotta practice mm. first. All right. So, um, 
Tap Takeover, McKinley. So how did this happen? Because this was not even announced. Uh, how did this get planned? I want to know between you and Tom. You guys talk about how did this get planned of having like a Tap Takeover here at Yeah, Cinco. this was pretty impromptu, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah, like Tom and I uh, were you know, uh, discussing some other matters uh, via text messages a couple of days ago. And he's mm-hmm. like, hey, I'm, I might be coming down and, and it's my birthday. And then I was like, so by the way, when you're coming down, why don't you go ahead and pack a couple of kegs up in your car with you? <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, and he did. He was gracious enough to come down and spend his birthday with us and uh, hang out. Now we've yeah. got. Um, I was surprised. I gave him a list of like four beers. I'll, I'll take mm-hmm. all four. Yeah, I want them all. So. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, and we had the Blue Hawaiian on until just last night we blew that keg. Yeah. So I was really looking Ooh. forward to having five because uh, that Blue Hawaiian is so awesome as well. Um, but, you know, I wasn't going to pull it off and save it. I just don't have that in me. And we drained that keg last night. I'm disappointed you drained that keg because that is a. a not only a great looking beer, but it tastes great as well. It does, yeah. I mean, whenever you got that like poppy, vibrant color, um, it gravitates. People would want to get get it and and just even try it if they haven't tried it for the first time. Just like um, the key lime pie. Mm-hmm. Um, I, uh, and we we have, we like mm-hmm. to have fun with color. I think mm-hmm. uh, you know I, I like to say beer can be four dimensional and and like just the look, the mouthfeel the taste, the aroma, and other things. So, I mean, the, there's intentionality behind the color. So, mm-hmm. you know, when we're, we're coloring it, it's, it, you know, you want some excitement behind it. And, and you know, everybody likes social media and other things, so it, it pops with that. We, we have yeah. actually, the beer we're releasing this week is going to be purple because we're using the acai powder, the oh, pigment nice. from that. So, yeah. So are you using, uh, do, you, do you tend to lean towards like natural coloring agents we, or do you use a we blend? We do. Of- um, we import it from Australia. A lot of the pigment pow- and of all companies, I'll divulge it out so other breweries can know and stuff. Oh else. man, I thought you were going to keep it a secret. No, it's, it's Unicorn Superfood of, is the place that we buy it okay. from. And, and I mean, I, I got, you know, the idea from Modest Brewing out of, uh, you know, Minnesota. He's doing awesome shit right now, Exactly, yeah, yeah. Um, was out there for a business trip, saw, you know, a post, and I had just happened to be out there, heard a podcast about them, and got, got the tour and everything. They they divulged their secret with kind of blue because, you know, like Key Lime, I wanted, you know, some natural coloring and other things like that. So, you know, that's like a blue algae. Mm-hmm. Started searching. Everything's like on small scale, kind of on Amazon you could find, but, I mean, in a brewery you need bulk, so... Reached out, found this unicorn superfood, and they have you know beet pigment and you know um, you know pretty much any color you, you could kind of think of, which is natural. Costs a little bit more to kind of import it and other things like that, but I mean it's funny because you look at the ingredients and you know they're like superfoods that you, people mix them in smoothies, antioxidants, you know vitamins, other things. You can't call beer healthy necessarily, but I mean there's a lot I of think, good I stuff. Think, that I'm pretty, sure, I'm pretty yeah. sure you just did. I know. Yeah, I'm into it. Kind of hint towards it. Yeah, but. that's what I'm gonna tell my wife tonight. Is that I actually just drank a bunch of Tom's superfruit smoothies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, all night. That's why I feel like it keeps me healthy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I got to keep up my dad bod somehow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, you know, dad bods are I think in right now, right? I hope so. I mean, me too. Especially at a quarantine. With everybody, yeah. <laughs> your common thing. What, what are we eating tonight, or what are Here, you drinking? Yeah. You know, my like, thing is, I go out for a run. I did a four uh, a four mile run today. Every time I go for a run, the next day I'm like five pounds heavier. I have no idea what's going on <laughs> with my body. Right, now. I can't figure it out. So 
Um, it just hates me. So, and, and, and yeah, I punish myself. So, yeah, when I got this uh, key lime pie, and as soon as I turned around, somebody that was in here is like, hey, what is that? So they do attract that color. And um, a lot of people ask me about the colors, too. Um, even on the, uh, the Mohead uh, podcast with Aunt Blair, they were talking about two times, and they were talking about um, the blue Hawaiian and how, how did you get that color uh, to be so blue. Yeah. And, and I just laughed because I was like, well, that's a secret, guys. You know yeah. what else has a beautiful uh, color that I miss? What? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. We was talking about Tom that. So that, that was the first beer that I, as a home brewer, I made. I just wanted that bright red. I just wanted something just pop and wow. really started researching that and what could I do kind of naturally without using food coloring and, and, and started out with a sour base that I had made before and that was uh, using hibiscus to just get that bright red color and just, I mean, there's Love some fun beer. ingredients out there. And, yeah. yeah, Kelsey, you didn't share that beer with me last time we was... <laughs> and I still don't regret podcast. it. Yeah, the last podcast. <laughs> no regrets. Yeah, Wait. so yeah, if you guys want to hear the origins of uh, Two Toms and, th- and things of that nature, uh, yeah, you can listen to um, our podcast episode, uh, Two Toms. Um, I think it was episode 37, season two. <laughs> you, you know it. For, I'm, I'm pretty sure it wasn't season two. No, I, I I'm pretty sure up. we didn't get to 37 in season yeah, two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even know. Yeah. But um, that was a great, man, to reminisce back in that podcast, and it was like your first year there. And I was like, okay, we're going to go out this brewery and taste these beers. Great. But I go. I go to a lot of breweries and I taste beers, but I was like thrown back by how great the beer was under the first year, right out the gate. And I'm like, oh my God, these beers are so fantastic. What the heck? There's no discipline. Usually you get like um, when brewers or brewery owners let me try the flight. There's usually one weak one, and I'm like, there is not a weak one in this whole flight that I'm that I'm drinking. There's here. usually at least one weak. One. Yeah, there and, not. And, and especially like not. like first year breweries, I'm yep. thinking there's usually like maybe mm-hmm. one that has some some sort of you know maybe yep. some maybe it's gonna work right. Um, and I met Tom before he opened the brewery, like right before I think at. Um, Oh yeah! Uh, what was the little festival? Burfest uh, in Bluffton. Yeah, in Bluffton, that's yep. right. The Bluffton yep. Burfest, yep. and uh, so we're in like the basement of this like weird. I don't know. It's like a uh, community center or something, and uh, and everybody's like, "Man, two times you gotta try two times." And I'm like, "What is this two times stuff?" So I, so I, you know, I'm like by myself. So I had somebody else like you know, you know, work my tap lines or something for a little bit. I go down and, and I meet Tom, and uh, and you know, he's like, uh, you know, like walks me through a couple of his beers, and I, I was floored. I was absolutely floored, and I've been a I've been an addict ever since. Yeah, yeah, me too. It's like. Yeah. And you're in your what fifth year? This your fifth year? Uh, no, not uh, yeah. What year is this uh, that you've homebrewed till now? So I started. So today I received that one gallon homebrew kit as as a birthday present five years ago. First day brewing was like June seventh. So that's my brewing birthday or anniversary and stuff like that. So um, so coming up on five years with that. So three years. Um, homebrewing and then almost two years professional. So, so you got to thank your wife for giving you that uh, homebrew kit. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So. So <laughs> what? What other hobbies were you involved in before so homebrew? I was heavily, heavily into Ironman triathlons, or I, I say Ironman because there's triathlon and then Ironman's just mm. and 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 that's why she said it with the homebrew kit because you know you could do a triathlon and it's like this short little thing or whatever and. I chose to do these, you know, full day long things where you're wow. 
you know, 2.6 mile swim, 112 mile bike, and then a full marathon. And to train for it, it's, it seems much harder. I was like putting in 30 to 40 hours a week, so eight you, weeks to, to train for it. So because of that, because of my job, tra- you know, traveling, I'd volunteer with Boy Scouts and other things like that. And she just knew and anything that I get into, I think it's deeply a little competitive side to me that it's just, and it, I, it's not that I ever wish ill will with anybody that I compete with, but it's, it's, I'm going to go as hard as I can. Mm. And if you could keep up nice, good for you. But so it's, it's the way I dive into things. And it, and I think she had an inkling that as a home brewer, it, it get a little out of control. I don't think she ever thought it would be <laughs> a, a brewery to where it is and stuff. And, you know, uh, I guess, you know, to have the success, I mean, I, I, we're, we're blessed for, with that. Too, yeah, I'm so. glad I'm glad she did buy that homebrew kit yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, and you probably have the answer to why I'm gaining weight after my run. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us about what we have available from you here today. Yeah, so we brought uh, four beers down. Um, we have, you know, looking at the list is perfect. So uh, Tiki Key Lime Pie uh, was, was kind of the first, um, I guess, commercial beer that I wanted to do something really different um, and, and special uh, with color, but also kind of flavors and other things. Um, so Key Lime Pie is um, a fruited sour, it's 4%, but wanted to have that green color that pops in your eyes and makes you think of Key Lime Pie, but also has a ton of graham cracker, the vanilla and other things. So it's, it's a little bit of a pastry sour, if you will, but you know, just like other things, all the flavors are there and kind of intentional with it. Yeah, and really well balanced too. I mean, Thank a lot you. of these pastry sours um, just get super sweet. I mean, it's like the lactose just gets, you know, you know piled in by the bag full and it's like, um, okay, I get it. Like, yeah, there's some flavor there, but also we're just battling through all this, this thick, crazy sweetness. And, and you don't get that with a key yeah. lime. It's, yeah. it, it has the sweetness of a key lime pie. It's tart, uh, it's refreshing, um, and there's a touch of sweetness there to kind of, but only enough to balance the tartness and not, yeah. a, and not enough to be like, eh, this is candy. Or, uh, and that's what we try to do with all of our beers. I mean, you could, you could overpower, you could, you know, throw things out, off joint and kind of uh, balance is key and with any beer, whether it's, you know, being too hoppy, too sour, stout that's too sweet or, you know, too boozy. So, I, I, I mean, that's one of the comments I think, you know, I, I still hold to this day that you kind of made is like, you know, you know, everything seems balanced, and, mm-hmm. and that—that's—that's that's what we really try to do. So, yeah. um, then we have Neapolitan. So, oh, talk yeah. about balance. That you know, I have three really competing flavors of you know strawberry, vanilla, and chocolate in the sour. Again, like a four percent base with it. Uh, you know, one of the biggest comments is somebody like you know, what's this Willy Wonka stuff going on with this? Because it's four percent. How do I get so much flavor? And uh, right. what's unique with it too is you know a sour warming up like you would a stout you start getting that you know chocolate ice cream kind of taste to it uh, you know you get some of the aroma strawberry a little flavor of vanilla but i mean the balance in that is it's hard to pull off in such a small beer uh which is you know when you get smaller beers they're pretty naked so you could get a lot of flaws to come through or unbalanced flavors kind of coming through and that one we're really proud of um then we have petty we just released it this week yep. um and my boy McKinley is like the only 
person that's going to have a keg. We we have yes. a, actually <laughs> that's my that was goal always. that was my <laughs> only full six still that I had, and I brought it down. Wow. We have a partial six still that we'll have on tap, but everything else went into cans, and the cans sold out like right away. So yeah, and so if you don't want to drive three hours to get it, and you live in in the Bloomington area, you Bloomington in the area, yeah, yeah, because yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, there may be. Jordan may drop some cans at Stoney's, but mm -hmm. um, they still have like when your stuff hits Stoney's, it's gone. It's gone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, yeah, Kelsey went out there so and she couldn't find 82 Toms. I was. I looked everywhere. Yep, yep. I cried in my car for about 20 minutes, but and after that, I can't. I, I did too. After I left, and saw I spent 200 bucks. <laughs> Uh, oh yeah, we, we're not going to talk about that. Uh, hey, worth it. I was like, what? Have I, what did you get? I was so I was so worried about it. what did you get that yeah, you spent two hundred dollars for. But yeah, you did get some good beers. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you, you know yeah. it's going to be serious when you pick up a shopping cart to walk through the beer store. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was carrying around a box, and they were like, um, "Do you need to put that somewhere? Want to put that down? Yeah. Okay, you ready to ring up? Nope. Give me another box." So, do you have any um, new beers that are that are coming that folks don't know? Or um, so canning uh, next week. I mean, like like the other sours. So we have a we have a, our scoop series. So Neapolitan scoop. Mm. Um, we started uh, kind of a mallow scoop um, with the I guess the excitement of around kind of adding marshmallow and vanilla kind of to a sour. Um, but have always used kind of you know different flavors kind of and and uh you know blueberry and acai kind of fruit kind of just struck struck a chord um again we're we're using uh the pigment of acai in it as well so it's going to be kind of this dark bright purplish kind of color that kind of nice. comes through too so we're canning that actually i've never made it so we're canning it right out of the gate and uh and then we'll have some kegs of it too. What are the, so. what are the chances of getting a couple of kegs of that down here? But you have to drive up there to get it this hey, time. I'm, I'm happy to do that. I'm happy to do that anytime. anytime. So, uh, Bricks and Ivy, tell yeah. me about that. Yep. So, Bricks and Ivy is the fourth one. Bricks and Ivy, I'm a huge Cubs fan. Um, so, if you think of kind of reminiscent kind of with that, and you know, is, is brewing our first lager. So, I, I, I have never brewed a lager in my life. Um, as a home brewer or any, anything, we did a Munich, so but true kind of just plain lager. Um, wanted and, to do uh, that. Um, actually, had planned on releasing this with baseball season starting mm. in March. We have so many people coming in the tap room with all the flavors and other things. Sometimes people are intimidated and they just want something. What's the closest thing to a Blue Moon or a Bud Light or other things? And instead of just pointing them to the water cooler. <laughs> wanted something that that they could drink so it was timed perfectly other than covid hit and mm. it would have been a perfect kind of just tap room sipper and stuff like that it's not as exciting as the others when we can and stuff but gosh it, it, it's a special kind of you know check pills kind of lager ish type thing um uniquely with it just you know putting our own twist we hopped it a little bit more and actually used a Kavik yeast rather than a traditional yeast, um, lager yeast. So um, fermented normally with the, the yeast up to, I think it got to 99, uh, yeah, 99 degrees, which is really, really high. Normally you're like in the 60s or actually for a lager, you, you'd be like lower in the 50s and then lager it. Um, so we fermented it for about a week and then lagered it for about three weeks, cleared it up and uh, I've had a lot of people actually, including um, 
who's the is it Ron Smith? Who's mm -hmm. the, yeah, 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 the beer judge. I think he mm -hmm. tried it and really, like yeah. was surprised kind of with with, yeah, with you, it that it wasn't like a a clean or like traditional lager yeast. Yeah, so. and you knocked it out of the park. Thank and, you. Uh, and and my uh, and pun intended. Oh, it's too late now. You're it's too, too late. late. Yeah, oh, I, I was too late with my sound effect. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, and and that's that that quite yeast is is usually it has like these these really no the flavors typically right and i don't get a lot of those through this beer which so is that because of this this, this specific strain of, of this there's, quite yeah there's, there's really so many different strains and we're starting to play with a few more and yeah you know some are very clean and kind of in the background this one ha is called oslo and tends to be more lagerish and and kind of very clean you get mm -hmm. you get some of those lager tastes from it where voss you know you get more orange peel horndell's got some stone fruits and then there's others that are just completely clean in yeah. the background so um yeah i mean they're they're fun a lot of people like just look at it and think of just the high temp with right. it but if you play with it the right way stress the yeast out you get some esters that are kind of interesting mm -hmm. or you get a fermentation that's just really kind of clean so you need yeah, quick and clean i think you need to know how to play with it so it's not just a, I think a the, fix all i probably mean the biggest thing that most brewers are afraid of though right because you know in brewing you have this, this process that you've worked a long time to kind of dial in and then you take a yeast like this and you throw it in and it's like instead of knocking out to you know 68 degrees you're knocking out to what like mid 80s mid 80s, yeah, mid -80s, to, 80s. To, to almost right. 90 and yeah. then you put this this yeast in there and all of a sudden your tanks are damn near boiling right they're hot well to it touch. takes it, and it takes off within like 30 minutes yeah, it's sometimes quick, right? it's like so, and, and it's violent it's violent you know? right. so, so you have the scary if you thing look happening. at this blow off tube it's like it looks like a you know hot mm. tub yeah boiling yeah Kelsey, should, we, should we make a hot tub out of that? Yeah. That sounds like yeah. 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 fermentation yeah. tub yeah. 2021. I think we can do it. Kelsey, you got the uh, lager over there. I'm, I'm interested. Um, you going to like let me have a little drink of that? No. <laughs> Here we go again. Here we go. So I, I am a big fan of lagers, pilsners. I'm always impressed if a brewery has one available because um, there aren't a lot of them doing it. And so I am not surprised at all that Tom has knocked this out of the park. Yeah. Um, I, I really love this, and it's a twist, and it's a little bit different than other lagers that I can get. I mean, I'm sure you would probably agree. Other lagers at other places kind of you swallow it, and it's gone. There's, like, mm. nothing left. And this is flavorful, and I and it's still crisp and easy to drink, especially perfect for a day like this. It makes you think that it's still craft mm -hmm. instead of just... Right. Yeah, yeah. I, I really enjoy this, and I will say I'm, again, I'm not surprised that you absolutely knock this out Thank of the park. You, you always you. do. And I really struggle with craft lagers. I mean, like, so many breweries that, that attempt it, um, honestly, I think fail. I mean, I think it's, it's a really hard beer to make well. And... Um, it's kind of like they're trying to appease to those Coors Light, or well, and like Tom was saying earlier, like when you have a, when you have a beer that doesn't have much in it, then every flaw comes through, right? Yep. It's really, right. it's really you can't hide it with hops or hide it with fruit or hide it with sour. Yep. It's it's you know every nuance of the brewing process comes through in a lager, and so to have one this crisp and clean, especially first time out of the gate, like that's just I mean kudos. That's Thank off. That's that's it's, you know, um, yeah. I would that's a lager that I would keep on tap here um, all the time, um, you know, and I'm really picky about the beers that go on my draft lines here um, it's only the best um and that's and loggers are tough because of that and this is a good a, a craft a craft yeah. logger yeah. that i would be proud to have yeah. 
Now, Tom, you, I think you collabed with somebody not too long ago where you, was you like putting like a bunch of, was, was it cereal or something? Um, oh, yeah, what was yeah. that? So, so we've done a, a lot of crazy uh, collabs with bands and other things. Um, a gentleman that knew the woman that kind of helps design our, our cans and stuff uh, had reached out and said, you know, he wanted to do a collab. He's a DJ and stuff known in town and we're sitting down and he's like hey you know my name's my last name's lubes i want to do a fruit lubes beer and <laughs> and you know instantly thought of like all the cereal beers and i've had a lot of bad ones yeah. and wanted to be you know intentional and in my head you know I was, I was sleepless for quite a few nights of like how do we pull this off how do, mm -hmm. because I want the flavors and the aromas or other things to come through but i want it still to be a really good beer so Played around with some different things, had some, you know, milkshake IPAs. Actually, I think I still had some mango milkshake, and I put Fruit Loops in, or Fruit Loops in um, a French press and let it sit for a little while, and it kind of gave that aroma. But the more you'd let it sit, the worse the beer would taste. So wow. it's like I knew, you know, doing too much would, would be bad with it. So we did a milkshake IPA kind of in the vein of a... Of, of Fruit Loops, used Fruit Loops in the the mash, but you lose all that flavor. So, sure. you know, breweries do some of those things to get photo ops and other yeah. things like yeah. that. So that was gimmicky. But what we did was let it fully ferment out, and then traditional kind of with milkshake, uh, you use fruits and stuff like that. So we used key lime, I think it was cherry, um, and blood orange um, in that, and then in the bright tank actually used. Um, several boxes of, of Fruit Loops, um, and what came through first on the nose was the aroma. You had the aroma, and it was nostalgic to kind of Fruit Loop cereal. Oh, very nice. And then you taste it, and you got the actual fruit flavor. Oh, so wow. it tasted more like almost with the key lime, like a, a slight tartness to it, mm. with the the cherry and other things kind of coming through. Um, and we had fun with it. We had him out and DJed. And uh, on a Friday night, we actually garnished the glassware with uh, marshmallow fluff and then crushed <laughs> it into fruit. Very nice. yeah, cool. Oh, it blew up. Yeah, and I, I was bet. Like, so we had three different DJs that night. It was like crazy. There was four of us like nonstop working. And then the next day he did um, what was called a 4D concert. So he had like 3D glasses and other things. What was unique is the artwork on our can was 3D. So we, we had 3D glasses that we passed out with it. Um, but it, th those cans were at the concert, and before the concert even started, the cans were sold out, and everybody drank it all right away. And speaking of artwork, uh, man, that artwork, artwork on your cans is great and fantastic. I mean, they are, like, pretty badass, and I think that's one of the, um, one of the ways to pull folks in that attracts, because it's the color, and then it's that, that artwork on cans that people want. Yeah. Yeah. Who's, do, who's doing your artwork? So Kaylee Snodgrass um, is doing the artwork. Uh, she's, she has her own company called Rough Draft. Um, her husband is my assistant brewer. And uh, she started actually uh, um, kind of with Key Lime Pie was like the first, one of the first ones and T-shirt weather were, were some of the first ones that she did. I really wanted to build a connection with somebody that actually drank at our brewery or understood the beer um, because I feel like the artwork needs to kind of match. I, I feel brewing's kind of an artistic kind of 
creative side of me and I wanted somebody that could create kind of on on the can and, as well and and um, both she and Kyle her husband you know he works there she drank there too and stuff like that and, and we we built this kind of creative connection and it's it's just really synced um, and we're turning out some 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 great stuff from a beer perspective but from a label perspective and actually her major label uh, won like third place nationwide uh, with I think it was Thirsty Bastards mm. contest, and uh, it's just been tremendous. Uh, we just actually just before COVID hit, got an agreement. She came on part time to do. She so she's starting to help me with social media and artwork and other things and events and uh, uh, the collaboration is just great there. So, awesome. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the can art's great. I like, I would love to get that can with the space guy on it because that is so <laughs> fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah! All right, so well, we, we started getting some prints yeah. of those too. There was some yeah. social yes. media yes. Um, uh, stuff going on. Because yeah, somebody somebody stole our bird law. I think specifically because of the you know the influence it has on uh, the TV show and stuff. But uh, yeah, I mean we, we we've hung up the artwork and I mean similar to like when when I was a home brewer and stuff. I had fun with labels and mm. other things. So. I mean, right out of the gate, you know, we're hanging up artwork, trying to be a big brewery before. Yeah, and then somebody stole it. One year in, just, I mean, we've had swag, we have, you know, artwork up and other Mm -hmm. things. Just just the influence that I've seen at other big breweries that, you know, impressed me. Mm -hmm. So we're just trying to have fun with it. And yeah, I think you know that you've made it when, uh, when, one, of, yeah, when one of your customers steals a <laughs> on beer a Saturday, label off your wall. a busy Saturday <laughs> yeah. too. It's like crazy. Hey, but like, hey, but guess what? We will find you. Yeah, and we so, will so kill now, you. So now we have we we literally printed off like you know what you're doing with the little Jesus. Oh yeah, yeah, I saw <laughs> that, yeah. It's behind the. Fo- That's so, right. So, so if you steal any art from two times, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you steal any art from two times, you're you're gonna like really regret it because Jesus, Jesus is. On that wall saying what are you doing um yeah so we're hitting the uh, 30 minute mark so we're gonna uh take a uh, sponsor break and then i think would it be fun right after the break i'm gonna try the yes kelsey i'm gonna try the lager and you can try uh two times beer and you probably don't want to try two times beer tom you probably want to try maybe something else i guess okay uh and then we can all just review different beers and, and see how we like it does that sound all right sounds good to me okay so um yep so here's to our sponsors Commodity, a basic product traded on the open market. Something you'll never find inside these tin covered walls. At Rusted Silo Southern Barbecue and Brew House, we only use the finest ingredients in everything we create. From locally crafted malt in our beer to choice Angus beef on our pit, we refuse to cut corners. Leave that for the other guys. Rusted Silo, the best little place with the biggest taste. Patience rewarded. Nerds. This is Kevin from Out Here Having a Pint Podcast. Join us bi-weekly as we discuss everything craft beer. We are out here having a pint. We are out here having a pint. Part of the On Draft Network. Now back to the show. Now back to the show. And we're back. All right. All right. So, Kelsey... Yeah. Guess what? What? I have my own lost, uh, lo- I almost said lost lager. <laughs> I got Brewdog on my mind. I got my own lager, um, which is the uh, Bricks and Ivy. So, um, yeah, I'm going to taste this. Uh, what, did you, what did you got over there? What do you got? I, I went back for another Petty. 
Oh, another oh, patty. Patty is fire. Mm-hmm. I, keep, I, keep I love this beer. All day today. That's why I keep going. What about you, McKinley? What do you get? What'd you um, grab? You got a I lot of stuff grab? in front I, of you. I know. I'm like, well, <laughs> uh, uh, this is uh, uh, the scoop. Uh, okay. I got, I got peach scoop. All right. So let's start with. Which is a wounded soldier. I found it on the table. I had left it there earlier and then drank mm-hmm. other stuff and then came back to it. Gotcha. So it's, it's, so it's the perfect temperature now. All right. So what are we going to try first? You're, you're, the, you're in the lead. You're, oh, you're the man. Yep. Well, we already all have kind of the, uh, the mead going right now, right? Yeah. We got the mead. Yeah. We'll, like we'll start crazy with crazy wild stuff. A mead. Kelsey? You know what? It's very rare that I bump into drinking a mead. Yeah. I don't think I've ever really. Ha- we've, this is the first time we've had a mead on the podcast, I think. Right, Kels? It is. Mm, okay. A mead. First time for bottle, everything. Which is so mm. nice. Yeah. These are yeah, these are hard to drink by yourself, so it's yeah. we got you got to share them with friends. Okay, somebody explain what a mead is for uh, the listeners that don't know. Tom, you want to take that one? Sure. So 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 a mead is is basically fermented honey. Um you have different styles of mead. Sometimes you could have them carbonated, sometimes they're still um, sometimes there's heavily fruited uh, adjuncts. You could have barrel-aged meads. Um, and the craft beer world is really, uh, you know, opening up. You mm-hmm. see a lot of breweries kind of expanding into meads or opening up a meadery kind of as another part of it. And, uh, you know, um, they're, they're as highly sought after as some of the, like, big stouts. And so you'll see lines. And, and it's... Uh, it's amazing how expensive they could be too. You know, oh. I mean, there's a lot in into mm-hmm. you know cost into it, and uh, but like a small you know, this like is less than a 16 ounce bottle yeah. could be upwards of like 80 bucks or more. What? Or, or, or wow! More. I think, I think yeah. the bottle we're drinking now, I don't, I don't know for sure, but I would I would guess it was probably a hundred dollar bottle. So why do you think it's cost so much? Is it because of the honey? The honey is very very expensive. Yeah, mm. that's a big component of it. Um, and then they take a little while to age if they're barrel aged as well. So a lot of components to it. But uh, well, even if they're not barrel aged, they take a long time yeah, to ferment. Yeah. I mean, it's it's uh, it's 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 like a basically it's a wine, right? It's a honey wine. So mm. um, so that fermentation process tends to happen over a really long period of time. Um, you know, in, in beer, we're looking at turning around a beer in a few weeks, whereas this you're looking at minimum of a few months. And then, like Tom said, you throw us in a barrel. Now we're looking at a year or plus of this huge investment because honey is so damn expensive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, this particular meat is from Gary Juice Meadery. I don't know which honey um, uh, Chad put in this particular one, um, but he sources honey from all over the world. So, I mean, he's getting, you know, some weird, crazy, funky Argentinian honey that is only touched this one, these, these one bees only eat this one, you know, plant there. So it has yeah. all these crazy subtle nuances of flavor. Um, it's a really complex, really, um, really cool thing. So you can't get the honey from that little honey bear that, that I buy at Kroger. No. <laughs> uh, that's just, but the, but the, nuance, the nuances in a mead are like similar to, I mean, taste profile, you, you have nuances in, in like barrel-aged sours and stuff right, like absolutely. that. So, I mean, they're not sour in any vein, but if you sip on it and, and you taste the nuances of the honey, mm-hmm. of the fruits, or, mm-hmm. or the way it's aged or... There's so much going on to it, so you need to sit back and appreciate it. And usually, like in these bottles, you, I mean, they're sippers, so you, you need to let it, let it sit on your tongue. You need to let yeah. it kind of, you know. So what I'm tasting, yeah, in. when I'm tasting, when I man, I, I like mead. Uh, this is great. <laughs> so I do taste honey right off the bat, and then um, it's got that little uh, tobacco f- flavor, uh, light tobacco flavor on your tongue yeah, as well. Either from the maple mm-hmm. or the or ochre maple that it was yeah. aged in, and then um, there's also maple syrup or mm-hmm. there's maple in this one. I don't know mm-hmm. in what form, but um, 
But so yeah, I'd say that's. And at the finish, you get that black currant kind of yeah, layer kind of like to a, it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want. I don't want to say. I don't know if it's a blackberry, but there's like a a, a fruity like a black. So black so, currant can can, can come across a, as tobacco a little bit too, yeah. like in a wine. Okay. So this is black currant cherry and blackberry. Mm. Yeah. Okay, cherries. Yeah. Uh, I, it's aged in rum maple barrels for 14 months. Wow. 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 Yeah. Yeah, this is great. Yeah. Man. Yeah. But it's sugary too. It's very. It's sweet. That's why I think that's why I like it because it's so sweet. I got that. You know, diabetes, but yeah, whatever. <laughs> Somebody give me insulin. Uh, if but you yeah, can, you do know. All right, this is great. So, uh, Kelsey, would you have a, a serving of this? You, you wouldn't have a pint for sure. Fourteen <laughs> percent. <laughs> You'd go broke drinking pints of this. No, no, yeah, yeah. I would. That was delicious. Yeah. I really, and, and I'm. I have not been into the mead game a lot, so. Mm. That for a first time mead person, that was a good starter. Yeah, for sure. McKinley, would you have a serving? Well, it's oh, your, yeah, it's I mean, your I'm, own mead. I'm on like, right? five, like five servings already, so yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, Tom, would, would you have a? Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate meads. Um, you know, even experimenting at home, like homebrew mm-hmm. style, kind of. We're, we're trying some meads and may even play with it in the future. Yeah. Stacy, I know you're not on the mic way over there, but would would you would how do you like it? Do you like it? I love it. Oh, she loves it. All right. So she, she's the instigator again, just there you like go. the homebrew. <laughs> mm-hmm. We may get into meads just because. Yeah, meat on the side. If you didn't like, yeah, because yeah, you guys uh, gave us uh, a bottle of your home home. Uh, Our very first brew meat. Yeah. yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, we're getting so we're gonna do uh, two Stacy's meadery. Yeah, two Stacy's. Oh, two Stacy's. Oh wow. Uh, two Tom's, two Stacy. Oh, that'd be awesome. Well, now yes. you have to do it because we said it, so now it's, it's a yeah. thing. And we, we joked about a winery like April Fool's. You like, did, and you, de- you definitely ago. hooked. Yeah. You yeah. hooked lines. In which I fell meat. for that for about five seconds, and no, then I was kind of mad that it wasn't true. I fell for we, it for like we, a full we day. We did have a lot of people that were like literally mad, yeah. <laughs> like I was upset. So, yeah. I was rooting. Oh. I was like, "Damn it, yes, he's gonna. This guy well, is gonna do it." It wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah. Like that, that's the thing. No, that's I why wouldn't. it was such a good yeah. uh, April Which was, yeah. Because, and I had yeah. wineries like in the area. Like we're like texting. Like so, what's going? And it's like, so, like mm-hmm. and I had two news channels wanted wow. to do an interview about it. Wow. And, and what's it feeling to be that famous? That was oh, like the shit. best. So cool. Wow. April Fool's joke. And then Damn. I felt, then I started feeling bad about it because it's like too many people were falling for it. But I tell you what, though, a winery is another beast oh, uh, for is, sure. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. But we uh, know that you could knock it out of the park. Yeah, if you wanted which to. Which is why everyone fell for it. We fully support it. Uh, for well, sure. and especially with, uh, with both of your uh, histories with wine, too, because you're, you're both before beer were, were really into wine. Right? Yeah, yeah. So, I, mean, so, yeah. I mean, I've had a few glasses of wine with you, and I, I, I trust your, your judgment, your palates uh, when it comes to everything, but, but wine for sure. And, and yeah, so. that, I mean, that's, that's definitely where I cut my teeth kind of palate wise and understanding terroir and understanding nuances of grapes and other things. But then that carried over into craft beer and then craft beer, I mean, is an explosion of flavors. And if you could taste the nuances of grains and, you know, yeast and other things like, I mean, that's, what's exciting. Cause I mean, grapes are, I, you know, you, you need to kind of grow them for years and years and get, get that, you know, mm. uh, varietal, but gosh, I mean, beer is like endless. So, so I think we all agree. We love the mead. Yep. Yes. Yes. All right. McKinley, what, you, what we got next? What's next? Uh, shoot. Um, I don't know. Should we go uh, sour IPA or unknown? Um, I mean, we're going to go through all of them. We might as well just, it doesn't Probably even matter. Probably the sour should be after the unknown. You want a little palate cleanser with the sour? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's get our glasses out, guys. Um, so this is um, Avery's apricot sour. 
Um, I just happened to have accidentally poured a uh, a uh, howler of this a little bit ago for a customer who ordered something, and I poured in the wrong thing, and so I just threw this in the cooler, and now we're going to drink it. 7.3 alcohol by volume. Well, this could also be peach scoop, which is what he ordered. Wait, do we have peach scoop on? We don't have peach scoop. No, you don't have peach scoop yeah, on. I would have I known so that. I love peach. peach. I have a can of that in the back, though. I could have grabbed that. Mm, very anyway, nice. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's apricot. Yeah, this is the uh, apricot. Excuse me, apricot sour. So that might be what I'm drinking here too. I have no idea what I'm drinking. It says apricot <laughs> on the lid, so we're gonna call it that. Uh, that's the Neapolitan. That's the Neapolitan. Because mm-hmm. no, I can tell. Yes, it is. Because I can tell by the color. All right. Let me go back to that. Oh yeah, you're probably right. Ah, see, I'm, oh, yeah. it's definitely. Always trust me. Sour. I'm pretty. I, I'm right. Like one time out of ten. I was can gonna you, say, yeah. Can you, can you please trust me? Twenty. You know, fifteen to twenty percent of the time, you might. Yeah, be right. exactly. You know, sometimes. Okay. <laughs> So Avery Brewing, you know, I just started picking up Avery stuff um, recently. I've always kind of shied away from them in, in the bar because of the beers that I bring in, they're probably one of the most well-known breweries. Mm-hmm. And they make amazing stuff. But uh, lately I've decided that I would just start bringing in some Avery. And I'm, I've always loved Avery stuff. And I'm just really happy that I did. So um, this is their apricot sour. Um, to be completely frank, I don't have a, a history on this one. Um, I just know that I've been drinking it for years. Um, and I love it. So when I had the ability to pick up a half barrel, I was like, sell it to me, let's go. Uh, when we drain this one, which we will soon, um, we've got the raspberry version to go on oh, next. Wow. So, nice. um, My problem is that I'm not, my palate doesn't pick up um, the differences between sours, unless it's like really a contrast of different fruity flavors. Like if you gave me a kiwi and then a raspberry, oh yeah, definitely, but if you gave me apricot from Avery's or an apricot from Upland, there I, I can't pick up any like difference for yeah. me, and I, I and I just think that because my palate is not like accustomed to sours, so that could yeah. very well be. I mean, palate is like it. all about training, right? Yeah, it's true, but I, um, and, and, I, and I, well, training. Yes, I will train my tongue. Um, how do you train tongues? I don't. I'm just going to drink a lot. Oh, okay. As it turns out. Well, you have he's to drink on his way there. A, you have to drink with attention, though. Yeah. So, you, so I think it's all about just, like, uh, deciding that uh, it's almost like like a form of meditation. It's like um, asking yourself, what flavors are you tasting? And, and making mm, comparisons true. in your head. Yeah. For me, it's always really helped to sit around and talk to other people. What I mean, are you tasting? You kind of nerd out yeah. you know, over yeah. beer. Yeah. And just, I, like, and, and yeah. taste and, and, right. and then what what are you getting from it? And then it, right. you could... You need to sit back and experience it. A lot yeah. More. Well, and you have yeah. to you have to learn to put words to flavors too. Exactly. Yeah. That's that's a really hard thing for a lot of people to wrap their heads around. Yeah. Um, that's true. You, know, you mentioned tobacco earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, Tom immediately knew that that was the current in there, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. I didn't know that. But mm-hmm. you know, I was like, oh, okay, I can get, kind of get smoky, kind of tobacco-y. I'm I'm thinking maple, um, but like current. So like that's mm-hmm. that's a flavor that, that Tom has already put the words to that flavor. Yep. Yeah. Right? So he had that experience. So then when you have that, once you once you have that associated experience in your head to draw from, then your palate an expert and then you have an expert right palette. there you go because you could tie late later on like you, you get tobacco and it's like okay is they're current in this mm, yeah right gotcha. or is there this or that you know yeah. so, so it's it's understanding those nuances and so many times i mean you, you need to sit back and just enjoy beer but mm-hmm. other times like if you really want to appreciate what some of these craft breweries are doing you need to pause let it sit on your tongue like you would a wine and let it warm up and then what, what do you taste? What do you right. smell? Yeah. What do you feel yep. with it? So. Yeah. And I feel like the, the apricot in this comes out way, uh, way more heavily yeah. once it's warmed up. Mm. Uh, when it's really cold like it is now, uh, this came out of my walk-in, which I keep right around 40 degrees, um, you, you get um, 
it's sour, right? You get a lot of sour. Yeah, you yeah. do. You get some stone fruit at the end. I mean, it's yep, it's there. Yep. Um, it's got a little bit of the uh, the apricot on the nose, but you know, a few minutes in the hand, warming this thing up, and man, it tastes like you're suckling a fresh apricot off mm. the tree. I mean, it, it's really nice. So, basically, you would have a serving of this. Uh, yeah, I, I plan on drinking most of that half barrel by myself. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, Tom, what do you think? What do you think of it? I, I would definitely have it. All right, Stacy, what do you think? I already had one. Yep. All right. Oh, did I pour you one? Yeah. Did I stop pouring. Okay. No, you poured me one. Okay. Yeah. But did you get one? I can refuse one? it. I can like say I hate this and oh, I like throw it away. But no, I would have a serving of it as well. Kelsey, would you have a serving of this? Absolutely. All right. So yeah, we're all we're on the tickets <laughs> on that. All right. Hey, that makes me open too. Knocked, you knocked another right? one out of the park. All right. <laughs> all right, McKinley. Um, what do you got? What do you got right, next? So we're going IPA or mystery bottle. Let's do mystery bottle. Ooh, do mystery bottle. Mystery bottle. Okay. Get your palace ready for this one, guys. I mean. Hey, everybody's here. All everybody right. Grab a glass. Put on I your... have a feeling you already know. You already know, don't you? Yeah. What is mystery bottle? Well, it's not really a mystery to McKinley. It says oh. number. It says number forty-two on top. It's mm. in a um, swing top bottle. All right. Give me that. I don't know what I'm drinking. You're not gonna want. Very you better not cause me, cause my shit. Is this <laughs> is this the COVID cure and you didn't want to tell right. us? This, this <laughs> is the cure. <laughs> Oh, I would, oh, what I heard the hell? Oh, already. Wait a minute. Oh, Wait a minute. Easy, you can't this do oh, God easy. darn it. I can't drink this because this is way, this burnt my nose. Hairs. You cannot give me this. That, you, you sons. All right. So uh, normally Brandon's here and we're always Exactly. Bourbon, yep. Right? yep. So I actually have been, I've been holding on to this bottle here uh, uh, to drink with Brandon. I right. might finish it by the time he gets here. But mm. um, so I have a friend um, who is uh is, is, is working towards opening a distillery. And this is, um, this is the latest iteration of the bourbon that he makes. Um, it's technically illegal right now. Mm. What, what are you gonna do? Um, it's one of those things about licensing, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to go full bore and open yeah. a distillery before you know that you can make good right? spirits. <laughs> um, so there has to be a little bit of moonshine going on, but this is, um, uh, this is a sour mash um, bourbon that, mm. uh, that he's made. Uh, it's been aging in oak. Um, I don't know exactly how long on this one, um, but um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, totally different in the mystery mm-hmm. bottle. Yep. Uh, you know, um, but uh, you know, I know you'd have a serving. I mean, you just downed that like a champ, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Lies and slander. I would not have no serving of this. I don't do, li- I don't do liquor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for so tricking I'm, me. I'm personally really happy with, um, with the way this is, this has turned out. I mean, you get um, um, some nice, like, sweet honey notes in it. Um, um, just really, yeah, I mean, for, you know, basically backyard moonshine, this is um, it's top-notch, in my opinion. Anyway, I just thought I'd share it with you guys mm. in the world. I get a little vanilla caramel note. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Awesome. I mean, there's, there's still that young harshness to yeah, it. Absolutely, but, yeah, yeah. But there's been a lot of distilleries that are opened up that – um, aren't putting out stuff as good as this. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. Is really and and where this, yeah. where is this from again? I, I, I can't tell you. Oh, okay, I gotcha, yeah. gotcha. <laughs> All right, Stacy, uh, would you have a shot of this? <laughs> you don't take shots of bourbon. Oh, you take sips of bourbon, not shots? Okay, I thought you, you enjoy a, shot. a nice bourbon. Oh, you don't just shoot oh, that. Okay, all right. All right, would you take a serving in this? I take a few sips. Oh, yeah, okay. A few sips? What about you, uh, Kelsey, over there? I would have, I would have this much. Yep. Yeah. And it's it's actually really good. Does that um, make a great old fashioned. It does. Yeah. I, I can attest that, to that. Yeah. yeah. If, <laughs> if there's a liquor, I will have it. No, it's I can a make bourbon. a good old fashioned. 
and I, I enjoy this. I enjoy this quite a bit. So I think that you should share some of that with Brandon. Yeah, no, yeah, for yeah. sure. Oh, yeah. If okay. I don't drink it all. Uh, but, you know, it, it turns out like, we, I've got, like, gallons of stuff <laughs> 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 at, my, at my disposal. So. All right. Um, I would not have a serving of this because I don't even, like, I don't drink liquor. But we're going we're gonna to do, uh, yeah, it's yeah, good. Yeah, it's yeah, awesome. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> All right. Uh, we got. Do we have anything else? Yeah, there's a uh, there's a little three Floyds here on the table. Oh, three Floyds. Yeah, we talked about three Floyds on the last guys, podcast. You guys want to divvy that one up? About them um, closing out the uh, the restaurant part. Yeah. So. Yeah. So that was part of the reason I brought the three Floyds yeah. in, because we just uh, kind of you know got in depth with uh, three Floyds yep, last sure. week. So. Sam, what are your thoughts on three Floyds closing the uh, tap room? Yeah. You know, I, I think most of their business is distribution. Mm -hmm. So I, I think they're being smart. True. They're real yep. close to the Chicago area. Uh, you know, all the headlines on social media acted like they were, you know, Three right. Floyds is closing. Like it's going out of business. Out of business yeah. and stuff. Have you seen Three Floyds? Yeah, they're not going yeah, anywhere. Yeah. So I, I, I think it's smart. Yeah. I mean, I don't think anything more of it than, you know, they're... Their tap room was more of an experience to have some food and come to the mothership. Mm -hmm. I already got some right here. Um, I, I don't. I don't think anything. Yeah, because it. I think like, the food was a plus. Yeah. You know, I mean, people go there for the if beer. If you had the luxury of yeah, like right. waiting it out, we, you know, everybody would wait it out much, much Absolutely, longer. Yeah, so, for sure. yeah, yeah. so what do you think about the, the decision to fire the staff instead of furloughing them or laying them off? You know, it, it's different for everybody. It, yeah. it, it, it's odd, you know, furloughing or, you know, can they collect unemployment? I mean, we, you know, we, we right away, like, what can we do to keep everybody on? Yeah. So we, we kept our full staff, like, salaried folks on. Uh, we only, I mean, it's three. Right. But literally, like, day one, I looked at what, what can I do from loan deferment. I looked at the PPP loan and other things like that. So... Day one, we, 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 I decided to fight. You know, right. um, everybody approaches it differently, and uh, uh, we were lucky that we kept our full staff on and, and a, a couple part timers and, and, and so on. And uh, that was our decision, kind of, you know, go through that. And we, we pivoted to a to go model and shifted everything to, you know, crazy beers that people would line up for, buy out right away. And luckily, we had a canning line and, and things worked out for us. Yeah. And not, not everybody's in that place. And it, we were blessed that you know everything lined up for us that way. So, um, what what did your shift from the in-house um, on-site consumption model to the carryout model? How did how did that uh, process play out in your head and and with your team? It was like within a couple of days that I like researched how do how do I go online and I had Craft Cellar. We we used that app quite a bit. They had been on me about you know your beer would do well. It's m mainly for like you know. Uh, you know, bottle releases, can releases, and stuff like that. I called them up when I heard that Indiana was like shutting down and said, Hey, can your app do this, this, and this, or can I do this? So we hijacked it and kind of made it into an online store for, you know, crawlers, cans, and food and pivoted to that. So shifted to everything that, you know, I, I knew people would, would like and then hoped for the best and and actually week one was a little slow but then after that all of a sudden it just it, it blew up because we started shifting to beers that i knew people would like and uh so now we're not doing like nuanced stuff that's like just subtle and kind of appreciative and we're doing 
you know, IPAs and sours and other things like that and, uh, you know, shifted to production model. So, um, so now, now, now it's coming out of COVID. What do you do? You know, mm. cause you're having success and you're selling yeah. out of cans, but I still want that taproom feeling and sure. experience and stuff yeah. like that. So yeah. we got to fig- figure that out. So that's been my biggest struggle um, here at the sinkhole is like everything is so fluid and it remains so fluid and, yeah. and you can't plan for next month or next week because you, you don't know what's going to happen next yeah. week. Right. So. And that's the biggest thing is to stay fluid with it and, right. and try to, okay, what's the response of this or that? And, uh, you know, we've sold a lot through Tavor and I've, you know, Tavor has got an outreach that's in Arizona. So yeah. they're wanting some stuff. So we're, we're looking at, okay, do we go a little bit that route, but you know, they're wanting more and more and, I, I, I yep. could sell out just to those vehicles and not have anything for ourselves. So yeah, that's awesome. Though. It's deciding where do you yeah, want to go. Exactly. So I mean, it's it's staying fluid. Yeah. You know, it's it's so it, it's a it's a good problem to have, but it's still a problem. You need to thoughtfully kind of pause and kind of yeah. think through. So. Yeah, I recently had a, a couple of phone calls with uh, Tavor, and man, those guys are hurting for beer right now. It's amazing. They are, like, yeah. Their business, like this has increased their business so dramatically. Like 40%, they yeah, said. Yeah, huge growth, yeah. like overnight, huge growth. Um, they were, you know, their whole model is, you know, we buy, you know, limited quantities of beer, you know, we ship them cold, we keep them cold, and we send them directly to the consumer. It's, just, it's a great model, but it's always... Um, what do you call that when, when it's like uh, when you're shipping when you're like ordering to ship it like when it's oh just in time just in time yeah, yeah, right yeah. so they're, like they're basically like a just in time shipper basically right so they're they're buying the stuff and they're they're selling it before it hits their docks so that it can hit their dock and go right to the to the, to the consumer uh, so they have an amazing model and uh, but but they're not warehousing it's not like a standard uh, distributor it's like warehousing you know tens of thousands of square feet worth of worth of products. Um, so then this whole thing hit, everybody sitting at home on their computers and ordering beer from their smartphones now, and, and now they were just freaking out. They're panicking because they don't have any beer. Um, so that's really cool to see some businesses like that, that, um, that this is really going to benefit their business model, help them flourish. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's been great. I mean, we've had, since COVID, probably about five shipments kind of through that. So, I mean, selling out in the tap room and then, gosh, I mean, they, talking with them, they distribute you know, an off-road go out, like I know Bird Law, I think it was, or Hypersonic went to mi- just Michigan alone, sold out wow. like in four hours. So wow. they, they sold the pallet, you know, in four hours. Wow. So then they're like banging on our door, yeah. like what's next? <laughs> wow. And it's, Are you dealing with Libby over there? Yes. Yeah, she will bang so, on so your she, door hard so too. So she, she switched <laughs> over to the Arizona group. So that, so right. now there's a an offshoot because Tavor can't ship to Arizona, so mm-hmm. now you could ship to directly to you know beer stores in in Arizona. So, yeah, I'm trying I, to figure that out. Yeah, yeah I, I always um, w- it, I'm amazed at how uh, craft you know the breweries you know adapted them to you know basically what's going on in the world. Well, sure. that's what you need yeah. to do with styles. Yeah. I mean, you know, yes, everybody's crazy about you know, hazy IPAs, but then like fruited sours or what's next. Right. And you can't get typecast into any of that or, or just settle in. Hazy some, stouts, hazy stouts, do a hazy stout. Some, oh but how some, could you tell? What? How can you tell? It's cause it's hazy in, in color. <laughs> it's, ha- it's a hazy, I'm making it up right now. I it's a tell. hazy stout. There are a lot of breweries though that will, you know, they, they want to brew what the customer wants what they're seeking what they're looking for mm-hmm. but then there are also those that know that they're really good at this 
three things and they're just going to keep pumping that out. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, so look at like, like beer, like, you know, beer brewing up in Indy, right? It's like, do we make freaking awesome lagers and we're damn good at it and we make these true to style things and that's what we do. <laughs> this is our yeah. swim lane yeah. and it's like, you know, yeah. and, 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 and if you find that niche, yeah. Right. That's the key thing. You, you need to understand your identity and in, in, in your business model with that, you know, with that, you know, you may not, you know, chase the, the, the traditional or like you may not see like explosive growth, but you're, you're also going to be really, really steady and have a following right. for that. Like right. people yeah. will know where to go if they exactly. want like a, this yeah. style of, and I appreciate both. You right. know, I really like to experiment with different beers, but I also really like to know where to go for a really good lager, exactly. or, you know, for example, or Belgian. Every time you say that, who do you think of? Taxman, of yeah. course. Yeah. So, you know. so, so, so where breweries struggle is when they're trying to chase somebody else. They look at somebody, some other brewery, and they try to chase that, and they get out of their swim lane, and yeah, you know, and you know they struggle with exploding beer cans. And exactly. Stuff. Or, or they, or they try to, you know, <laughs> they hate hazies, but they're, we're gonna do a hazy just because that's what's popular, and you could taste it because. Yeah, the love was in yeah. that beer. So, have you guys ever had the experience where you drink a beer, and you wouldn't have to look at the label to know exactly what brewery brewed that beer? Absolutely. Three Floyds, yep. all because the time. that just yeah. happened. Three with Floyds. Three Floyds. Yep. And I tried that. Three I Floyds has yep. yep. stink. I would have well, known. I am yeah. glad that you. I'm glad that you just uh, transitioned to that because that's what I was going to say, Kelsey. Would you? Uh, would you think of that Three Floyds? Would you have a? Would you have a pint? I like it, but it's also kind of like it tastes. A lot like all of the other beers that they have available. Well, but yeah. you know, I drank it, That's and how I would. You know, three Floyds. I wouldn't have had to. I wouldn't have had to even look at that label to know that this is. A yeah, three it Floyds has beer. that like. Um, I don't know how to describe it. It's got a, like a farmhousey flavor to it. It's like a barn. It's, it's when yeah. a, when yeah. a brewery has their house yeast. Yeah, you know, yep. everything starts mm-hmm. tasting and, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's distinct. I can do that with Indiana City Brewing too. Hmm. Indiana. Indiana City will come out with a release. I can taste that blindfolded and say, that's Indiana City. Yeah. So yeah. I think I think uh, in the hazy game, I think Monkish has that. Yes. Um, they have a very distinct yes. uh, hazy characteristic to their IPAs. Like, I can crack a Monkish and be like, yep, that's a Monkish. Um, and uh, Hudson Valley, mm. um, one of my all-time favorite breweries. Their sour IPAs, A, are the best in the world. And not to be um, not to be confused with Hidden Valley, which is the, that's their that's ranch. The ranch. Right, right, right. Right. Well, they're, 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 next, they're next door, actually. So oh, it's, okay. Yeah, I mean, it's been a few times yeah. I've been so, yeah, sitting at the bar taking shots of uh, you know buttermilk ranch instead of what I thought I was drinking anyway. Mm. That was a, a long night in Texas, um, but uh, but nevertheless, yeah, Hudson Valley is, is definitely that that brand as well. How well will a beer um, be successful if it tastes like ranch? Uh, I've got a buddy right now who's making ranch gummy bears. What? Yeah, so he's doing these like experiments with uh, these gummy bears. He's making these like he crazy flavors. Down. He's doing some. He pickle. needs to stop smoking weed. <laughs> well, I mean, that may be true too. That may be true too. Yeah, he, why is he making ranch he did gummy some, bears? Like, jalapeno what? habanero, like burn your face off gummy bears, and then he did uh, some ranch gummy bears, and now he's working on some pickle. Gummy bears. Okay. Mm, p- I mean, now pickles. I'm we need to get a pickles. hold of that YouTube guy, Little Billy. That tries what? the, he tries everything that's like the hottest of the hot that you can get, oh, yeah. and oh, he yeah. does like a video of him trying yes. it. He needs to send yeah. it to there little Billy yeah. so that he can do like a. Oh yeah, we'll he, he's, guy, he's the guy that uh, doesn't have a shirt. He's like, he's like, 
don't wear a shirt and he's like he outside of this trailer oh okay <laughs> I'm, I'm watching the wrong YouTube yeah, yeah. okay that's a different tube altogether <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. Tom uh, two of our other podcast members are not here today and that's Brandon and Bree um, but Brandon wanted me to ask you a couple of questions okay. Ah, okay one is what is the best most favorite beer of yours that you have brewed and what is one that did not turn out at all how you wanted it to Wow. Um, I guess most recently, best favorite beer is our Chong IPA. Um, I, I mean, it was in my head for a long time, and it was like back and forth of I wanted something that was hazy but super danky and, you know, was loving Strata hops but wanted something more. So adding Eureka and Cashmere kind of to that um, – that one was like the first one kind of right out of tank that we, we didn't have to, I mean, you go through cold crash and other things, it was drinkable like right away. So I was like really, really proud of that. Um, but still really, really love all our barrel aged sours. So uh, Benevolent Commotion Batch 3 is probably my, my, my favorite. Um, it's a white wine barrel aged in Chardonnay barrels, uh, like a farmhouse style mixed fermentation. Not always the most popular and stuff like that, but, um, you know, that that's one. Appreciating wine, I get all those nuances with it, um, and uh, really love that beer. It's not as sexy as a hazy IPA or anything like that, but I'm, I'm really proud of that when, uh, especially when people taste it and get kind of the nuances with it. Um, something that hasn't turned out right. Uh, He's like, well, I've never made one that sucks. That's right. <laughs> and I would believe him if he we, told we, me that. No, we've, we've had a lot of luck. And there's there's so many beers. It's funny because I taste it. You taste it kind of out of the fermenter. And it's like, okay, I'm like ready to dump it. And mm. I switch it over into the bright tank and it turns around. Um, gosh, I'm trying to think of one like that. Um, luckily, we have not dumped anything. Yeah, man. That's, that's um, good to hear. Yeah. So... I, I was going to be surprised. I, was, I would be surprised if he said, I've had to dump this whole thing because it just was yeah, not. Yeah, because when you asked that question, I was like, hmm, well, yeah, what is that? Because all yeah. those beers are amazing. What the hell? You- so what's your least favorite hop? My least favorite hop is uh, Cascade. Uh-huh. Um, I, I mean, it's used in some beer. It, there's just this... Um, and, I, and and it's used it's in uh too hearted quite a bit i think mm-hmm. but um there's something about it just turns me off a li- mm. like a little bit that's so, a good question so, damn yeah. it kelsey that's a very good question um but you know i'd love to experiment with different yeah. uh, so we've tried we're always looking at new hops and started contracting already and stuff like that um i i'm, I'm interested in experimenting with some of the south african hops a, a bit more Strata's been my my new favorite, but uh, you know, right up there, gosh, uh, you know, Idaho Gem is a neat a neat hop. Um, I, I guess you know, people listening, what I I suggest is start looking at. I mean, some of those nuances, like what are you pulling out? What do you like about that hop? What are you know, and and try to research that because just like wine, there's a terroir kind of with the hop when it was, mm. you know. Uh, grown where it was grown region what the season was like was there a lot of rain was it dry or other things like that so so galaxy hops were like a big thing for yes. a little bit 
were you on that train with the Galaxy Hop? What do you think about that? I love Galaxy Hops quite a bit. Um, and we tend to, like in the other Tom series, use them quite a bit. Um, so it's in uh, Petty. It's in Selleck. It's 100% uh, hopped in Major. So Ooh, very nice. Oh, yeah, so, yeah Space Man. Um, I mean, and you think of it, Galaxy, Space That's Man. That's true. So, yep, yep. So Galaxy's a, a, a really, really great hop. Um but you always need to kind of look at, I think it's the blending of that. Mm -hmm. um, one of the best breweries that's doing that is out of Chicago, Hop Butcher. And just, just like the name, if you think of blending hops, I think, you know, some of those nuances kind of really come through. We had a it's couple from to, Hop Butcher this past weekend. Yeah. So it was amazing. We did that all together IPA. And we did an eight-hop blend, and it was magical kind of with that. So um, I, I think when you blend hops, sometimes you have supporting hops that push things up. Sometimes you have, like, a galaxy that's normally, like, a banger that comes subdued, and it, it's it's endless in playing with it. So it's it, it's exciting kind of what you can kind of do with things. So. I know there are some hops that are, like, kind of difficult to get a hold of, and then there's, you know, your... Galaxy, so, so a good example, so... Uh, and, and thinking of like pricing of beers and stuff. So when we first started as a brewery, I could get Galaxy Hops for sixteen dollars a pound. Um, right now they're anywhere from twenty-eight to thirty-six dollars a pound. Oh my goodness! You know, and, it, and it's a significant jump, and that's just demand, right? It's demand, but it's also if you think of the region. So in Australia, with the, the hot summers, mm -hmm. wildfires, and other things like that, crop crops have not done as well. Right. So, so it's the nuances of that and yeah. stuff, and and but it, but it's also the demand. All of a sudden, everybody's gravitating for, to something. Right. To I mean, we saw that with um, uh, Citra. Citra. I feel like Citra was like the first one that, at least in in, in, Citra in my like realm, that, yeah. it was like Citra was yeah. you know it is everyday hop that nobody really cared about, and then all of a sudden people started putting it in hazies, and then that's what you had to put in hazies, and then you had to get Citra yeah. or your beers were yeah. garbage. And that's what you're seeing with a lot with Strata right now. Yeah. So we've had to try to command, you know, some some of the market with that yeah. and try to keep that. And uh, yeah. and there's nuances, you know, other ones kind of, kind of coming down the pike. So, um, But as brewers, we're still learning how to play with them because, yeah. you know, use use strata at the end you know you get you know all those stone fruits and other things you use it way at the beginning you get this pink lemonade you know almost some uh, a marijuana kind of taste to it or smell to it and it's you know it's what all that these tastes different like? i don't uh, i've I was, never smoked them i was so kind of surprised by funny. your answer because it's like it's like i'm pushing out chong and it's like uh, i don't know I've, a lot. i smelled it, it dorm rooms plenty of times yeah a lot yeah. of brewers that we've asked what their least favorite hop is they almost always say Simcoe. Oh, yes. Everybody hates Simcoe. God damn Simcoe. Simcoe yeah, so I like Simcoe too. Simcoe. I, if you're a good brewer, if you're a bad brewer. If you brewer, know how to balance it yeah. out. And, and, you, and if you get the right Simcoe. Sim, mm -hmm. so, and, and it's also when the hop is harvest. So you go early on, you know, Simcoe could be kind of, you know, piney or spicy or other things. You get middle, it could be actually grapefruit. And then later on, you know, it's it, cat piss. Cat yeah. piss. Yeah. 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 I was listening to a podcast from Vinny from uh, uh, Russian River. Oh, yeah. You know, so so if you think of Pliny, Pliny the Elder, uh -huh. yeah. ton of Simcoe in that. And they distinctly look at when that hop is harvested, and it has to be like right within the right window to get that flavor profile that they want. 
You know, otherwise it, it falls out of that, and yeah. Simcoe could be completely different. Yeah. 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 I mean, Mosaic is like that. You know, we put out uh, you know our Mosaic haze, and I've found that Mosaic can almost get like that cat piss, and, mm -hmm. and it's almost like uh, uh, cilantro with people. It's like you know, some people it's just oh my gosh, I, I can't. I need more and more of it. Nope, I hate and it. And other people are like oh, my, you it know, tastes like soap. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Hand yeah. Soap. And we had yeah. that like because we did you know, you know Mosaic haze is 100 percent and. We had, it was the dichotomy of reviews. It's like some people loved it, loved it. And some people was like drain pour. And it's like, you know, those were ones that it's just like, wow. It's like. So we didn't go through the uh, three Floyd uh, cheer team here. Uh, Kelsey, would you have a pint of that? Uh, sure. McKinley, do you have a pint of that? Yeah, I drink that. For yeah, sure. me too. I mean, yeah. it's got the three Floyds. Like you know, it's three Floyds. It's classic three Floyds. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, it's, it's good. It's like it's a. It's not overwhelmingly good or bad I mean, yeah. it's to me that's a it's a very classic yeah. three floyds yeah, ipa it's, it's like it's, reminiscent yeah, yeah, yeah exactly yeah, yeah tom would you have would you have a pint of that i'd have a half pint yeah. okay yeah, yeah. stacy uh, did you try that did you, would you have a pint of that over there <laughs> i'm not an ipa person anything oh. she's like hell she, no uh, it's gonna take her a while because it took me a while she, to, showed us she like doesn't that even like, she doesn't like petty so oh Oh, well, I mean, that's, hey, uh, that's, that's okay. Love yeah. You know what? It that's took me a while. That's why we need to have Stacy's meadery. Did it, you like that yeah, lager? Exactly. So wait, we, when, when you were gone, which nobody knows. Cause well, hold on. Radio. I'm going to cheer for Three Floyds. Oh, yeah. we'll, we'll cheer for the uh, cheer team. It, it, this is perfect. This, this is the perfect is soundboard perfect. Yeah. for the... Uh, all right. Now, what was you saying about well, the... So uh, while you were gone, I think, oh, yeah? uh, one of the... Um, How was I gone? What do you mean I was gone? One of the cellarmen from Upland Brewing came in with some samples, I think we call those. Uh, so I just poured everybody a round of uh, free time lager. You did. You did. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Now so, I'm going to compare. I'm going to, uh, because I, I have I lager. Well, for one, this one is warm. Oh, so this, make excuses mm -hmm. for it. Make uh, excuses. No, I mean, no excuses. I'm, I'm okay, just saying, right, you know, cool. I, don't know if it's, I don't know if it's an apt comparison right. at this point, but um, no, anyway. So, you know, if we want to, you know, do a quick, a quick once through on the free time, Stacey yeah. might be more, um, might be more fragile. Yeah. Maybe so not. I'm tasting know. like a, um, uh, like a straw, uh, a straw taste mm -hmm. a little, a little bit. Um, this um, is farmhouse exactly like I was saying, where mm -hmm. breweries try to make lagers mm -hmm. that taste so close to what you can get at Kroger for twelve ninety nine. <laughs> I like two times way better. Yeah, I do too. Holy shit. <laughs> I want to say that. You just like. If I wanted a Coors Light, I'd just go fucking buy it. Uh, no, no, that's cheers. You just cheers it. You can't just. You just can't hit hey, my yeah, buttons. I saw the button and yeah, I push yeah. it. This is the, uh, the this is the holy, the holy shit, shit button. Oh, this yeah. is when this is when somebody makes some outrageous comment. Um, that's not outrageous. You Sorry, know what last our last podcast, it was like every other word was like holy. Yeah, because shit. because yeah because he was like you were shitting on uh, four fifty north. I was not the, shitting on four fifty north. I would never do that. <laughs> Okay, I will. No, I will. I'll no, do it. I'll do I know it. you do all the time. Let me scoot over here that. while the lightning strikes. Oh my God. God. Yeah. It was no, 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 no. No, I, I mean, from another brewery, when McKinley let me know, like, you know, he was, he was moving on. It was the most professional email that went out to, to yes. so many breweries yeah, yep. that, that he had built relationships and contacts yes. with and stuff like, you know, you, you need to look at every stage in life is a stepping stone with mm -hmm. it. And, 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 and I think he looked, looked at it with that, you know, yeah. so. And I'm sure. proud. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Appreciate proud it. Yeah. Of you. Yeah. And you know, we'll, I mean, that's why we're here, man, because we love you, man. And, uh, I like that you've like started your yeah, own, that's why own, we're here. We, own house, we man. Yeah. It's long overdue to yep. get down there yeah. and support. No, I mean, I'm super to have us, you know, I mean, you guys are here all the time. We're trying to appreciate, <laughs> but to have, to have you, the, the, yeah. the carpenters in, yes. in the house today mm -hmm. is, is a really special day. And on your birthday, no less. No doubt. No. 
Yeah, what a special day. This is uh, this is this is good. We gotta take him around town. Man. I know. I was thinking we might have to go hit downtown later. Mm. Yeah. Mm. My accountant told me no, but what does she know? <laughs> I'll be is your that your wife? I'll be your accountant. Let me be I was your just accountant. If it's no, I, don't, the same I, don't, person. I don't actually have an accountant. <laughs> so um, let's talk about the Upland free uh, free time since you like pulled it out. Um, I would I would probably. I'm so echoey right now. I would um, have a pint of this for sure. Yeah, I would. I would yeah, definitely. I would just need it to be a little bit colder. Yeah, but yeah it would need good. to be cold. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it's totally crushable summer yeah. beer. Yeah. That's what they're going for. It's, I'm sure it's cheap. I don't One know how much it is, but it comes in a six pack, and yeah, it's, yeah. that's the idea. Yeah, can spray awesome. Uh, uh, Tom, what do you what do you think about that lager? I would definitely drink it. Yeah. Did you uh, taste it, Stacy, at all? No. no. Yep, she wouldn't have a pint of it. Yeah. Uh, Kelsey, would you have a pint of it? I would. Yeah. Okay, uh, McKinley. Yep. All right. Well, so, um, yeah. If, I mean, if I can drink stag, I can drink that. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You cannot make a comparison between stag and free time. Kevin makes fun of me because I drink that. I would, well, listen, Kevin's I no don't longer welcome in my bar. Like, I just think it's funny that you, you, you that stag always comes <laughs> up in my... It's always, I opened up the refrigerator and there's stag. And I'm like, where is she getting this at? McKinley. So, yeah. So, all right. And so, Brandon. So, I, play, I have some at home. I was going to put it in, in Tom's little, uh, you know, birthday gift yeah. bag, right? And uh, so, I was mentioning this earlier. And uh, Kevin's like, oh, I'll just tell Kelsey and I'll have her go pick some up. And I'm like, fun. <laughs> I don't think you understand. Like, I thought you'd get that I, shit at Kroger. No, you got to. No. Well, maybe, maybe in St. Louis you can get that, that at Kroger. I thought you, I, no, yeah, I thought here. you could get that anywhere. But no. I was, yeah. So if I knew that you couldn't get that a lot, maybe I would have drunk it more It got to often. a point where I put a thing of stag on Instagram and mm-hmm. some rando sends me a message and they're like, I'm seeing stag all over my Instagram today. Well, what's crazy <laughs> I'm like, you're is welcome. I brought some of this in, right? Like, um, and like, I'm just like kind of giving it away to my friends, right? Like I, like I, I'm not like selling it because it's I, I can't because uh, there's no Indiana distribution, so yeah. I can't purchase it. But I have a connection that brings it in from St. Louis, mm-hmm. so I buy these things like ten plus cases at a time, right? So I'm getting like this, and and so my buddy's like, "You're gonna start selling this, aren't you?" I'm like, "No, I'm not. This is literally just how much of this shit I drink." <laughs> um, but you know, like Brandon comes in, it's like Brandon gets hooked up with a case, and like other friends, it's like you know, I mean, at you know, fifteen bucks a case or whatever, like it's easy to you know. I'd rather give them a case of beer than let them drink on my taps for free for a few hours. Sure. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, but uh, nevertheless, so so we've we've uh, I'm, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to get uh, Indiana distribution from from it, it's it's the um, um, uh, Paps Blue Ribbon companies who make Stag. Apparently, there's a really massive uh, amount of beer you have to have in order to open a new market for that beer. Um, I can't quite afford a whole semi truck load <laughs> yet, but if I can get enough people hyped about it, it no doubt, yeah, I'll, I'll pull it. I'll pull it. You hype, you hype stag like I hype Brewdog. They have a new slogan you now. I mean, if you know, you know. Yep, if you know, oh, you know. Yeah. Is that the new? Yeah, I know. I, I did that. Yeah, it's not bad, I know, huh? and I, I have yeah. followed suit on Instagram and Hashtag on Facebook. if you know, you know. Nice. We just need to do that. Yeah. yeah. We need that All right, so we we're, we're well over our hour mark. No. So yeah. Oh yeah. We're but this is an hour well, and that's what 13 happens minutes. When you got Forty-five good minutes. Yeah, that's it's what good. I did last time. It is yeah. good conversation. So um, here's what we're gonna do. Um, yeah, we we would love to try more beers, but we're going to do that privately because we're going to celebrate <laughs> Tom's birthday, dang right. it, and not be uh, just um, you know ignoring the rest of your like crowd out here. So yeah, so hey, if you like out of here having a pint, you enjoy our podcast. Um, get on Anchor.fm slash OHAP, and that's O H H A P, and just enjoy our episodes. And if you want to like um, contribute any you know membership, 
we appreciate that too. Follow us on um, our Instagram, our Facebook. Uh, what else we got? Uh, our, our Twitter. We're on Twitter as well. So that's awesome. Um, yeah. Just not stalk me around in my car. I don't think anybody's going to. That's all I ask. Well, you you can stalk me. It's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> we do have a license plate called OHAP. So I know. So that's why I said that. Because <laughs> hey, I already had people calling me out. Hey, um, if you take a picture of us, like if you're behind us, if you take a picture of us, let's meet up and I'm going to buy you a pint for sure. Uh, that, that'd At be badass. Sinkhole. At the sinkhole. At the sinkhole for sure. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hey, Tom, thank you for uh, coming on uh, to our podcast. Yeah. That is th- is freaking awesome. If you guys have not tried Two Toms, we're in Fort Wayne. You got to go up to Fort Wayne and try uh, Two Toms. Um, they're, uh, you know, pick up only, right? You guys are doing curbside. Gonna be open uh, June 13th. Yep, June 13th. and everything. Yep. Yeah. Uh, if you're in the Indianapolis area, you can pick up some two toms at the uh, at Stoney's. And hey, you can when come. When it's there. Yeah, when it's there, because it goes by fast. And if you want to know if it's there, just follow our OHAP page. That's, yes, that, there you go. Oh, that is true. And um, if you want some two toms right now, you got to come to the Cinco in Bloomington and, and try some. Okay. Hey, but what do we say after every episode? So after every episode, Episode, we raise our glasses and we say, Cheers, Cheers you little crap beer nerds. nerds. Woo-hoo.